Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer broken and Billy Bones A Paolo Diggio West Ham United We celebrate our victories We stick together in defeat Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good morning to podcast. Podcast! We are back in the studio for the first time this season, our sixth year of doing this podcast. Season six, episode three, because we've done two outside broadcasts for Bournemouth and what were the other one? Astragugu. No, it wasn't Astragugu. Astra Juventus, wasn't it? Oh, Juventus, you're right. No, I wasn't there, yeah. so I wasn't True. part of that one. Yeah, you weren't very well. You've been I hope poorly. You're... I have been poorly. I'm getting there now. By though, the way, it? I'd like to say, because this person listened to our podcast and she said, I can't believe you didn't mention me. Get well soon, Sarah. Sarah's, uh, who sits with us in uh, the West End now, I nearly said Sir Trevor Brook in Lower, in the West End Lower in Block 113, um, has been ill. She's been in hospital. So I just want to say, um, and I'm sure we all want to say, get well soon. Absolutely. Hope to see get you well back, uh, soon, Sarah. The London Stadium very soon. Get well soon, Sarah. Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, we haven't been in the studio for years, George. Well, it's been a few months. Yeah. May. Oh. It was May the last May. time we were here. There's not troubles. There's nothing happening now. That's there's the trouble. There's not a lot of talk about. really gone on. Have we got anything, anything on the running order tonight? That's it for Mordred's podcast. Yeah, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Bye. Uh, yeah, there's been quite a lot going on. Uh, we moved, didn't we? We did move. Where are we starting, though? Are we starting with the football and then we're oh, talking about we, the politics? Let's, let's the talk football. football. We are a football podcast. We are. Well, we're a West Ham podcast. We're not a stadium safety podcast. <laughs> we will be later, though, <laughs> yeah, let's face it. Uh, so let's start with the game then. Obviously, we all know the result. Watford done no, I, I didn't go. What was the result? We lost 4-2, sure. Oh, no. Gutted about that. Loyal supporter. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, we, 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 we started really well. It was incredibly well, yeah. It the was first half an hour, we were running riot almost. We were, weren't we? Uh, Dimitri Pyatt 
set up the second goal and I couldn't believe my eyes. Right well, well let's talk about the first goal first. My friend Antonio, who's not a right back, I just put in my dream team and my fancy team. What, before? Just Saturday. before, yeah. Just before the game. Another header. Another, stat attack. another header. Piat pie assist again. Stat attack. He scored three goals, three-headed goals this season. He scored ten-headed goals in the last year, which puts him at the top of all Premier League. And he's the joint top goal scorer with four, with Imabrimovic and... Who? Imabrimovic. Is that like the Chelsea owner? <laughs> yeah. And who's the other one who's got uh, four? Um, Andy Carroll? It's not Andy Carroll. Ramalama Ling Dong? No. Who's, who's, who else <laughs> has scored four goals this season? I don't know, Sean. Really Aguero. Don't know. Now Aguero's got three, along I with Kapui and Fur. I don't know, Sean. We're not really been. Anyway, we're not uh, different. But anyway, we're not he's a Premier top, League podcast. He's the top Premier League goal scorer with four, and he is the master of the headed goals with <laughs> ten in the last year. The headed goals. The headed goals. <laughs> yeah. You are a football genius, Sean. But you know, thank God. He has, he's been released from his right-back position. He has, but he ended up there a little bit towards the end, didn't he? Who who um, who set up the first goal? Dimitri Pyatt, Pyatt corner. It's corner. They both it was a corner, Pyatt so they both assists from, from Mr Pyatt. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, he, so he looked on fire for the first half an hour, as did Lanzini. Yeah, him yeah. and Lanzini were linking up as well. As did Zaza. He was running all over the place. Zaza was well fired up, wasn't he? Making tackles like nobody's business. I, like, thought, he, I thought he was going to get sent off but you actually. did talk about that Me second too. goal I believe it's to use the correct term it was a craft term followed by a Robona yes I, well, I, I don't thought it was a good term, term followed by a Robona <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was a Robona it was it was good wasn't it it was very did, impressive who, who, what was the um, Watford guy who tried a Robona and failed completely I don't know but Lanzini tried to score with one that, that just before didn't he yeah yeah and it's been on record now that Deeney said that they he thought they were taking the off. piss, so they they picked up their game a bit, which begs to begs the question: Well, why would you not have your game picked up in the well, first place? Well, their their game their game plan seemed to be to expose our our fullbacks. That you know we've got a tendency to throw our fullbacks up forward, leaving our defence exposed. Um, and I'm going to blame two people here. I think Ginge had an awful game. Um, and also, I think the whole defence had an awful well, game. To I, be honest, I, I don't know so much about Reed. We certainly missed up Bonner, but I also thought Byram is not the finished article as a right back. By I mean, Byram got exposed on the Byram afraid. got exposed, and we need to bring in the um, World Cup winning. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, well, I really want you to say, try and say it. Uh, Abelo, something like that. Something Alvaro like. Abeloa. Abaloa. Arbaloa. 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 Which is a decent signing, really, on a free, which but also begs the question why, when he's been a free agent since June, and we've been after a right-back. Yeah, he obviously him? didn't oh. even keep himself fit for a pre-season, really. Yeah, that's why... That's I've why had enough. Oh, West Ham is a load of money. All right, then I'll come out of retirement. But that's why he hasn't started yet, isn't he? He's doing a mini pre-season. Yeah. It's like it does We're starting him with the boys, with the, like, the... Uh, Academy boys, uh, but you know, Byron got exposed. I'm afraid. Ginger had a terrible game. 
So did, so did the well, keeper. Well, I, I mean, I mean Adrian. Else. Adrian. Yeah, he did. That fourth goal, he should have stopped. Fourth goal, yeah. and and I think he was partly responsible for the mix-up with Ginger as well. well of course he was. Well, of course he is, um, yeah. So he was one half of the mix-up. I know this might sound harsh, but I'll drop him for the next game and put in... Um, well, the next game is Akers and Stanley. Who are they? Akers and Stanley. Who are they? And that's a joke from a TV ad that I don't watch, I know. You don't watch? No. <laughs> I don't make a thing of watching um, it. I think Randolph should come in for them, maybe for, for Southampton as well. No, why not? I wouldn't be well, surprised. What about, what about West, West Brom. Brom in between? West Brom, yeah. I'm, I'll put him in for West Brom, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if Ginge gets benched now, Ogbonna comes in. But why did Ogbonna get dropped anyway? I don't know. I don't know. Did he have a little niggle, a little knock? I don't know, but uh, Ginger's, Ginger's done all right so far this uh, season. And he, they Scored against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah good he's, he's a good... He's a good solid player, isn't he? You know, so but he was a, it was he, always a tough tough yeah, drop yeah. to drop him for Bonner, but But I just thought I mean, if you believe that um Chelsea came of after Bonner, which I don't believe by the way, I know he's great mates with uh Conte because they worked together at uh, Juventus, wasn't it? They did. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, who did they get in the end? Don't know, it's not Chelsea. It's David Luiz. It's not Chelsea, Chelsea podcast. podcast. Not a Chelsea podcast, yeah. So, uh, you know, David Luiz or Obana. Which would you rather? Obana. No uh, question. Actually, we got pictures with him after, Sean. Did you see those? Did I show yeah, you I did. Yeah, yeah, it looked good. Yeah. You want to tell a bit of story about Pedro Obiang, don't you? Do I want to tell a story? Oh, well, yeah. About the striptease. Yeah, all the kids were down. Cause, because there was, I think there was a little bit of trouble or something going on in the ground. On, I don't know if you noticed. There was, and we were there with our, with our friend and his two young kids. Oh, yeah. So the bars in there... You had a spare I, ticket then, did you? Yeah, you, someone someone didn't go, did you? Oh, who was that? It was usual. It was, you know, it was raining. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm a fair weather fan. I don't <laughs> go when it rains. rains. But they, um, the bars open half an hour after the game, some of them. So yeah. we, we said, well, let's just stay in here. Late night bar, of course. Because there's another issue that I'm quite concerned about with the safety of the fans. Oh, really? So... I thought I said well, we'll stay back a bit, so we stayed for about half hour. To be fair, we didn't bother having a beer, but we stayed for about half hour after, and they did their warm down. And I, Pedro Obiang come over with Ogbonna and Ash Ashley Fletcher come over, Correct. and they they took pictures and stuff with the kids. And as Obiang come up, and they were saying, "Yeah, well, give us your shorts, give us your shorts," and he just took his shorts off and added them straight over to him. Was he like Commando underneath? No, he had the old uh, underlay, the old lycra, underlay, underlay, short things underneath. Anyway, we're we're not an Anne Summers podcast, uh, talking about underwear. We sort of are. Uh, we are. Uh, we should get sponsorship from them. We should. Yeah. Ask your mate. Ten percent off uh, this weekend. Uh, mention the podcast. Then ask, go into Anne Summers. Go into Anne Summers <laughs> and say more <laughs> than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. You'll get ten percent. See what off. happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's go back to the football. Only on Wh- where did it go <laughs> wrong? We're two 0 up. We're cruising. Where did it all go I think, wrong? I think what you said there, really, is the start point. Not cruising, we cruising. Yeah, well, I complacency. Think we, you know, in the place, to, the place. To be fair, everyone was loving it, weren't they? It was. It was a very good atmosphere. It was really, a good atmosphere. It? Yeah. I mean, I, I spoke to a, a Watford fan who, who did a a blog about the issues that we'll talk about later. And he said, to be fair, you could have been 4-0 up. Well, we could have been. Um, we had, they, we had a post by half an hour, he said, you could have been 4-0 up. Yeah. He said it was really depressing watching from a, 
he said that the West Ham fans were goading us and saying, you're going down with the whoever. And um, he said, yeah, you should have been 4-0 up. I don't recall that. Goading and going down with the... But we uh, we could have been. I mean, they nearly scored an own goal, didn't they? Yeah, so they had a post, they had the post own from an, own, yeah. go- from an yeah. own goal from then you right back. I'm trying to think of the first goal that went in against us. Uh, deflection off Ginge. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But not uh, again. Not much you could have done about but that. But, but no. But he, to be didn't fair, go down after that, did they? We thought that okay, we conceded. Try Garlo's goal. Yeah. We we lost. We we're two one down. We thought all right, that's gone against the run of play. Well, but, I, I went. But to the, the killer punch was when the second. Uh, no, when it went two two before. Well, I said time. I said to you after half time we're going to struggle with it now. We're going to lose yeah. this game. Because I I went to the loo at 38 minutes thinking I had plenty of time because there's so many bars and things to get a beer. Yeah. Well, I was all right, 38 minutes So I went 38 minutes, I went to the loo. When I come back, the bars were ramoed. So I just did you not go outside because they now allow people to go outside? No. But did anyway, you know I, that? They so opened the doors. I, I walked out, I walked back in and sort of went in and it was like 42 minutes or whatever. And then they scored, I missed their goal and we were talking about what had happened and then they scored again. It was incredible. Well, they didn't score till the second half, though. No, it was two all. Two all. Two all. Yeah, two all at half time. But, But you know, at two all, we should have come out. There should have been a little team talk and we should have been fired up come out but the, but the old cliche isn't it, it what time to score a goal but that yeah that didn't materialize at all with the team that just did scored. not materialize but when at that all. third goal went in uh, something really happened to me and i just saw you saw the body language what? of the what happened to you sean you saw the body language of the the players and this was Pyatt, this was noble everything the heads just went down yeah and it was like we've I lost did. this not fighting back like from three to oh we can still draw this i mean there was still what half an hour to go when it went three two Longer than that. Longer than that. And their heads just... You just saw... You know when you see a demeanour of a team where they just their heads go it down? It wasn't just them. I think it was the whole stadium as well. It was just the shock and went, oh, we've lost this. Let's give up. And and there was nothing after that. And, and you know, they were unlucky not to win it 5 or 6-2 at the end. But it was... It, it was one nil traffic. And, uh, sorry, one-way traffic. And they, they, didn't, they didn't... It was our own undoing, wasn't it? The Ugalo goal, the fir- their first goal... He, He'd done Byram, didn't he? Twisted him backwards and forwards and then deflection. The Dini goal for the two all. What a great finish, but I think you know, what was going on with I think Ginger the whole heads down thing is stems from that goal. Someone said it was about because there was unrest, which we'll talk about later in the crowd, it fed through to the players. I think that's, that's an absolute name. Don't be so rubbish, just watch the football. Yeah, what an absolute load of bollocks. How yeah. can any of that affect that? What a load of nonsense! Well, I think I do think the uh, the sort of the the heads the heads down and and the I don't know what to call it downheartedness all stems from the fact that they equalised from a mistake from us. Yeah, it was caused by our own. I mean, I, c- I could I could say it the other way round that the shit football could permeate into a bad atmosphere into well, the ground. No, there's no question that the 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 clashes between. Watford and West Ham fans rather than the stewards and West Ham fans, which is the two different types of violence that there was. Mm. I don't th- I think there's any question that if we'd have been cruising 4 0 up, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, well, I agree. you've got to also look at the violence, right, about the res- results. I mean, one of the reasons for the Bournemouth 
game was there was a late goal by West Ham to win it, which upset Bournemouth fans, and we're probably antagonising Bournemouth fans, some drunk people, because they got there really early. It was a late kickoff, And therefore, there was some lariness because there's no segregation. So you sort of understand why there was a coming together with the Bournemouth fans, because we don't usually have problems with Bournemouth fans. Same with Astragugu. We always know, have it. And we lose to... As, as someone said, to a, uh, to a team of Romanian farmers, I think they said Iranian farmers, that was Dom on, um, on, on that, that uh, YouTube channel we won't mention. And um, what? West Ham fan TV. About. Dom, you must know. Dom's famous now of, of doing his rants after a game. Oh, no, yeah, I have seen that guy, yeah. yeah. So he's got a flat cap. Yeah, and I have seen so, that. So you understand the results of wh what went on. And again... I think, you know, with no segregation, when it went 3-2, and there's no segregation between the two sets of fans, of course people are going to get upset. Watford fans were goading West Ham fans and and some youngsters who should know better. Anyway, so what, back, back to the game. Yeah. We're talking about that later, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are, we are. Yeah. So we lost. We did, <laughs> and we deserved quick, to quick lose. Quick stat attack, we had 58% of possession. 19 shots, four on target. They had 12 shots, 8%. And eight, there's the tail. On target. They were more clinical. There's the tail in the Hornets. Yeah. They had less possession, but they were more clinical. Well, they had a goal disallowed, didn't they? They had more shots on target. And that's what it... Like the highest rated player on westhamtonidie.com was Antonio. No surprise there. Right. And, it, and uh, who gets the other ones? I've, I've got my zoomed in. Pai and Masuaku. Yeah, Masuaku. I really fancy him, you know. Do you? Yeah. More than Ashley Fletcher, because yeah, he's absolutely. very tasty, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, Payet obviously got... Masuaku's ball won it to Payet for yeah. four years. Yeah, Roberta. absolute, absolute ping. Lanzini obviously got good marks as well, um, just under six. Um, who do you reckon were the worst ones to get? Well, the whole of the uh, Adrian got a low mark. Collins got a low mark. Uh, and Torre. Reed weren't all that. Well, Reed, Reed got a higher mark than than Torre. Torre, not a lot of people like Torre. Gokan Julian Fobert Torre. <laughs> so you keep saying he's just like Fobert. And Clary. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. Guess about what? Cagliari. He hit the post again. Even if it was offside, he hit the post again. Yeah, he can't score. Not I'm not sure about him. Not so convinced. Our little South American friend. Not convinced. Well, only because of the the way he went through. Who was that against? That was against Bournemouth, wasn't it? Do you think Zaza is the European? Do you think Zaza is the real deal? He could be. Yeah, he needs. To, he didn't get any service, did he? No. He was getting the ump as well. He was getting the right. He's got yeah. an attitude on him, the man. Yeah. Anyway, it's good to well have. It's up. good to I have like the, look the player ratings back from West Ham till I die. Sean, can you introduce this next part, please? Yeah, let's hear what the gaffer... Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> let's hear what the gaffer has to say. You skipped a year. Sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer has to say. Two words. What happened? What happened, yeah. Yeah, what happened exactly. I mean, uh, basically, we can't defend like this. If if, if we're going to defend like this, then, then we're going to win a single game. I mean, we started really good. Uh, although they, they have... Uh, like it was a very open game it looked like and I'm sure that neither their coach or myself told all the guys like go out and play like but in the beginning I, I, don't, I don't know first 10 minutes we had five chances but they also had two chances yeah and then then 
after we scored second goal, second goal, they didn't put us under pressure and all that, and it, it looked really good the way we also defended as a team and the way we pressed them, like the way we were making to the situations to advance to to against once or whatever. It was really good. And then simply last five minutes or four minutes or whatever of the first half, uh, two from our point of view, very, very cheap and cheap goals and silly mistakes, uh, first one and the second one. And then uh, it was a kind of a shock, like, like to go after that half that we're dominating and everything and score a couple of your goals and also creating so many chances to be 2-2, two, two, but still, still there's... 45 minutes to go in the second half. Uh, again, we let them score a couple of goals uh, without basically um, putting them under pressure. Like um, it was too easy for them. Both goals, they have way too much space and way too much time in very dangerous areas. So, uh, as I said, you asked me what happened. I mean, we just can't defend like that. How easy is that to rectify? As a defender, you know all about making sure you, you stop goals going in. No, that all. And, and the players, they know that. And they know what to do. They know what to do. I think it's a matter of after first goal, especially after the second goal, it's a matter of uh, confidence that you don't believe in yourself because the opponent hit on you maybe twice and then it's two two and you're a little bit afraid to get exposed so you you are running back in the safe areas and of course if you don't press them if you let them cross the balls into your box that that uh, they're gonna be they they're gonna came very easy and very very dangerous positions for us and that's how they score two goals do you think your team got at all complacent, having done so well to get two in the lead and, and creating so many chances? Well, there's always a question about it, you know, uh, but I don't think so. We, we, we already knew what the Premier is like and it was way too early. I mean, it wasn't like 85 minutes and you are a little bit, you switched off because it's five minutes or ten minutes to go. It was first half and we weren't free up. Uh, we were two up knowing that that one goal is getting them or back back in a game, so I I don't think so. It it was just a bad bad five minutes. Just thinking more positively, say at the start of the match. I mean, how it's difficult to think about that now, given the score. But I mean, when you saw what Dimitri Payet did, Antonio scoring the goal. I mean, the wonderful skill, great interplay. I mean, it all works and looks so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looked great. It looked like. Uh, Great atmosphere at the stadium, and there were, and we were so confident. Scored a couple of goals, as you said, also creating few chances. More played really attractive football and all that. Uh, and I mean, uh, I would be angry if they have caught us on counter attacks. You know, from them, if we were missing the chances, like like from being too too casual or too lazy. But we didn't take a couple of goals from just silly mistakes that has unfortunately nothing to do with, with uh, complacency. One other thought, have you learned anything new about your team from today's performance? Uh, yeah, a little bit I had, like, uh, but I'm going to say it openly, of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Slavon. We can't defend. <laughs>
basically we can't defend. He was he was right. Yeah, yeah. we can't for Toffee. Toffee's a player now. Yeah, it's not an Everton podcast. It's not. Uh, so number four, he, was do- he did say, "I'm disappointed and angry." So are we slab. Tell, can I answer, tell me about can it. Can I ask you one question? Go on, then, Sean. Is Slav a one-season wonder? No. I want to take you back to Alan Pardew. Aha. 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 Dream sequence. So, he had a really good season. Do you remember? No. No. He, he Where he got us in. I remember, I remember he, we, he became manager. We didn't get promoted. And then he got us promoted. That was a really good season. And then and we, then got, to the we got to the cup final the season after. I remember like three, yeah. two, two and a half season good after seasons. that. I remember three good seasons with him. And then one, we got to play a final one. Yeah. Just come in charge. Yeah. And then we got to play a final the following year. And then the FA Cup final and the and year the after that. the fourth season, he got struggled. He struggled and, we, and no, got we didn't prematurely sacked in my He opinion. got sacked. And Kerbishy came in. Is that right? Yeah. And he got us relegated. No. No, he didn't. We survived. Who was the team? What team do you support? All right, who was the team where we had um, Lampard, Cole, De Canio, all those players? Rhoda brought took us down. Was it Rhoda? Well, actually, yeah. Sir Trevor Brooking took us down. Yeah. But it was Rhoda. Correct, Sorry, I wasn't George. About Pardew, Correct, I was thinking George. about Ro- But Rhoda. he had one decent season. Yeah, they, they, sorry, I was getting them mixed up. Rhoda had one decent season <laughs> where we finished seventh. You got Glenn Rhoda and so Alan Pardew oh, mixed up. So are we, t- are we saying... Are We're we comparing <laughs> Glenn Rhoda <laughs> to Slavon Village. Yeah. Oh, are we suggesting there's a pattern here, Sean? No, hang on a minute. Jesus. Listen to me, <laughs> right? Some people would say we've got... This has been well t- worth waiting for, yeah. these poor we've people. We've got good, too good a team to go down. <laughs> Right, so my question to you is, which team is better? The team that we went down with in whatever year it was under Rhoda, you'll probably know the, the year, when we had Paolo Di Canio, Lampard, Joe Cole, Carrick, all of those players, Defoe, right? Or this team here? Which team is better? This team. This team's better than that one? Yeah. Well, at the time, I think so, yes. Yeah, even the, the players that they became. Because them players developed into yeah. some very good players, but they were a lot of them were youngsters. All right, fair I enough. I think at the time. That sort of ruined my whole thing. <laughs> I was going to say, you know. <laughs> 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 ruined his game. We've ruined his game. Not ruined the players. <laughs> 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 right, fair enough. Move on to the next segment. You got the wrong manager. You got the wrong players. Yeah, dear. Well, then. You tried. My, my analogy doesn't really stand up, does it? Uh, point number four on our running order, which I think is going to last a while, yeah, is the London Stadium. Thoughts so far? Oh, it's been great. Go. Yeah. Popcorn. You love it, cream. Sean. I did enjoy a, a tub of Ben and Jerry's on our first trip there. I think the novelty is slightly worn off. I'm, I'm just, I'm, that might be a slightly You've only been once. What do you mean, once? I went to... Uh, I know you did. Oh You've right been to two. You've been twice, all right? Three times. Have you? Oh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. Juventus yeah, yeah, yeah. and Europa. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you been? Uh, One more than you. No, it twice. can't be. Because he wasn't at the Juventus game. <laughs> so, so that means... How many? This must be the same. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, but he's, been, he's got a medical... Yeah, well, I had a Sam Allardyce-gram. It's true. I bet they've picked up now, haven't they? Bookings have picked up since he's become England manager again. Absolutely. So, John, you start this off because you're full of venom about the whole thing. I'm not not really. I told you so. I'm not not really. Join the 
Nigel Calm Brigade. I told you so. No, bring I'm out your dead. Ring, ring. Bring out your dead. What's that got to do with anything? Oh, nothing to do with it. There's no pleasure I can take from it being... You've got a Cheshire crack... In, uh, Cheshire, <laughs> Cheshire <laughs> crack, I think it's a whole different uh, thing, Sean. Uh, I, I, I can glean no pressure from um, pleasure from the fact that... From it, a Cheshire crack? It's, it's, it is doing, or what's <laughs> turning into it and why it's becoming... A, doesn't fill me with any glee whatsoever, Sean. So let's just be clear. What are the problems? Well, let's just start let's start at the beginning where you you know, the first time I went there with you and yeah. we did an outside broadcast and you yeah. said, This is your the stadium, this is your seat. Yeah. And what did I say? I said my my view my view's good. My view, like my view is very good. My view for the pitch is very good. Now I would And you say like the ice cream, to be fair. I, we all bought some ice cream. I bought a round of ice cream. Didn't buy me one. Oh, well, I bought everyone else one. I think you had your own ice cream and then I bought... Right. And it was really nice, Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. I mean, it's right... The popcorn on the Ben and Jerry's stand is right near our entrance, let's be fair. That's not. Uh, there's lots of them. And there some is. some people will like it and some people won't. And the beer is no better odds. than the bowling beer. And if you squint, you can stand right by the steps and you can just see the pitch even though you're not supposed to. It's good to stand there. Nice breeze that comes through there as well. So let's get your highlights. A popcorn, yeah. Yeah. ice cream. Yeah, the breeze. Beer and breeze. Yeah. I love the big screen as well. I mean, what about getting into the stadium, out of the stadium? Well, do you know what? We haven't done too bad getting in the stadium. It's, it's you know, we've... we've getting we've in's been all right, I'll give yeah. you that. Getting out's been all right. Oh, this, this Saturday... Oh, was that a problem? This Saturday absolutely pissed me off this Saturday, getting Why? in there. Oh yeah, getting, getting in. in. Getting in well, yeah. you went the wrong way though. Well, what? Why am because I going we the wrong way? Because we were forced to go the wrong why, way. Why? Why are we treated like a bunch of animals before you even get anywhere near the? Gr- well, why well, do we get treated like a bunch of animals don't, at don't all? Don't be a lemon because because of the crowd. Let's, let's, let's not say that because the resulting scenes. Well, yeah, but that, but th- that's a, a minority. But that's I know, not yes, us. But that's, well, what, that's not just that. That's every football We're all going to get treated that way. Our planned route is to go via DLR, and for some reason, you decided not to go via DLR. Every, every football club has got a percentage of people that will fight, people that will verbally yeah. abuse, people that won't do as a. T- it's not just West Ham, and it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that there is a percentage of these people all around. Right, let's get to the crux of the problem. No, all right? let's, we, start, we, no, we, let's we, start with that. Okay. We went to Stratford. We, we, did. we didn't go with DLR or whatever yeah, yeah. which way. We went to Stratford because we went with Gary and his kids. Yeah. And the idea was for them to have their first visit there, go yeah. through, come through the centre, go through Stratford, yeah. Westfield, yeah. over the bridge. Great. Here's this great big, brilliant stadium of ours. Have a look on the bridge, take your pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well past, past the Swan Pedlows, past the Fun Fair. Yeah, well, yeah. Down, past, down past the cow, turn, turn left, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Out to the cow, t- or turn that. right. So we get there. We're quite early. We get there. You get to there. You can't turn left there. It's yeah. absolutely pouring with rain. You can't turn left. They turn you right down Stratford International all the way round in the pissing rain. Right. So that gives people the ache. I see people rowing with, with people in the stewards well, in Stratford. They don't at that really point. want you to go through Stratford. It, there is another but, route. But, but they don't really. Sorry, they don't want you to go through Westfield. Should I? Assume? I went through Westfield. Yeah, but why not? Why they don't I mean, want you to. Westfield's full of places to they buy don't food. Want football well, I did it anyway. To go through there. So why not? Why would you then? There's another route on the outside of it. In fact, you'll probably it find that's Paul a Great umbrella. Yeah, but so for starters, then you're not welcome in, in Stratford. You're not welcome in the Westfield. You're Field. not welcome you're in not the welcome shopping centre. No. So that's that's a great little selling point, isn't it, for the new stadium? 
So that, first of all, f on this weekend... But you could have... Really right. Why aren't we Let's welcome? Why aren't we welcome? Because that's not a major issue. Yeah. You, could you could have gone via the DLR. There are a number of routes. One of the beauty is it's got so many transport links. You didn't need to go that way, John. Yeah. I, I accept it was a disappointment that for the first four games, that route was open. It's closed. Get over it, right? You're grown up. <laughs> Move on. No, but it's just, but uh, you know, that's the right, that's it's a small thing. That's yeah, but when you're trying to set up a routine and, and a system, yeah, I agree. I, I, I mean, I, make I'm up your minds. Is that going right. to be open? Not going to be open? Is well, it be Westfield like that all need the to time? be. Yeah. Is it all the time now or not all the time now? Do you know what? I think the authorities are finding you, their way as do well. Do we drink in the cow or do we not drink in the cow? No, don't drink in the cow. It's bloody expensive and well, it's rammed. But yeah, but you know, we are not going to say where we drink because. It's not very busy at the moment. If we say what it is, it will get busy. Well, you normally do. You did say it on the other one, but no, we I decided it was rubbish. What was rubbish? Anyway, so that's that's just that was just this weekend anyway. But like I was saying, right back at the beginning, my view is great. Um, you know, the stadium has is these nice points, doesn't it? There, there, there's space. It's shiny, great. You know what I mean? But. They're my my view is good, but there's a large percentage of people whose view is bloody awful. That distance where the dugout to the pitch is massive. Yeah. People who will have a band one ticket sitting up behind there, their view must be terrible. But we we sat in towards the halfway line for the was it Juventus? No, no that was the Astra game. It w it was the Astra game, was it? Yeah. Um, was it yeah. Astra or was yeah? It, it was the else? first one. Yeah, it was Astra. One. We were playing someone else, but I can't remember who it was. Um, and and that wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. We were in the east stand. We were halfway on the lower side, weren't we? But on the east side. Did you I find mean, your names on the... Uh, I know I'm digressing. Did you find your names on the founders' ball? Yeah, we did, yeah. Oh, that's Thanks to you, we highlighted them for us. Yeah, that's all right. Did you find mine? No. No, we got your message after we'd visited we the wall. We'd oh, been fair in enough. Did you take pictures of where you are? Uh, he took his picture of his, but I didn't see the point in taking a picture of my name on a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, you know you're there. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. So transport, I think, is better, and I think you're whinging about a small point. I've Let's I've move on I've to the... No, so hold on, Sean. Wasn't the transport Sean. he was running about? Yeah. Transport, how much better is transport, really? I think it's a lot better. When it you get it right, it'll be a lot better. Do you know what? Like we had all kinds of problems at the bowling ground. We worked ways around it, but you know what? We well, you, cause you we, could we went to the pub and we went there and we walked we here walked and we got we'd walk the plaster we got a, or we'd go yeah, to, we'd get a bus to the Canning Town. Yeah, there's loads of different routes in and out. But there? you know what? If the if the district line was screwed, you were screwed. If the Jubilee line was down, we were really fucked. And I don't think I think I maybe had one once in the whole time we'd been yeah. going to West End. Anyway, but I mean plus plus uh, this out time. Of all the things we could be arguing Sean, about, transport is Sean, not the also, issue. Also, if the Jubilee line down is down now, we're still transport. No, but fucked. but when if you you leave that ground with your stop go boards and people all sitting shoulder to shoulder. Oh my! How many times have you? I'm uh, in the. No, in the, games I've been, the three games I've been, I haven't been stopped and goed once because we haven't been out. That gone way. that way. Only once was I it. I did once. Yeah, and they were using stop and go boards. Not with me. They were, Sean. They never st I never had a stop. No, it was well all go. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from crowd control and transport. What are the real issues, John? Now. Segregation. Segregation. Segre the, what the one of the biggest issues is stewarding. The stewards are, are just... I know they're, they're not very... Let me give you some numbers. Or trained or anything. No, let me say what I think, yeah? Yeah. The stewarding is pretty awful. There's the segregation of the away fans. I've seen it more than once now with 
mixing of crowds. West Ham fans in with the Watford, Watford. We'll see, we see Bournemouth people. There was West Ham fans being let through the Bournemouth end. Yeah. There was you a West Ham fan in the Watford end. Was was, yeah, we saw it. And we see him running about trying to find he his panicked, way He panicked, didn't he? Yeah. He realised where he was. So, you know, there's, there's a fundamental issue there. There's no, you know, <coughs> at the Bowline they had that banner, which must have been about three metres wide. They'd have stewards either side of that banner segregating the two groups of fans. Here police they seem to on some occasions. And police on the right occasions. But here they seem to have one line of stewards, a line of chairs, and that's it. Upstairs, I think there was about eight or nine stewards between the two groups yeah. of fans. No, you're right, and it, they've got that one wrong. Upstairs, the stadium operator, the French stadium operator, London Stadium 185, the stadium safety officer, Steve Riley, who is an ex-chief inspector of the Met, uh, worked in the Olympics on safety control and then worked for Fulham. He's the one in charge now of safety. He's a man with a lot of experience. Well, he's let, let's, he's let's been the bronze commander let me, let me of games like, for Chelsea yeah, well and you QPR. Can, you can give us all the answers in a minute. Yeah. yeah. So the next thing was is the ups, upstairs is the fam, family-friendly area. Yeah. David Gold's gone on the record saying, we don't need a family stand because upstairs... Well, that's, that's upstairs, he's, he's, it's out there, Sean. He's, let's let's answer the first one. Before we move no. to the family stand... Let's just do this one at a time. No, but he, so he said that that's a fact. Now, that was the area where f what we saw on yeah. Saturday where all the fighting was... Right, well, let me the address the was away West segregation and Watford first. fans, yeah? So, let me give that's you some numbers. That's what we saw because it was... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's right behind us. There were 330 uh, West Ham stewards registered at the bowling ground. 138 of them registered to work at the new stadium, right? Not all of them work at the same time, but there is 138 registered, right? 70 of them were already working at the stadium, for rugby and race champions and athletics and stuff like that. So it is true that a lot OCS is the company, a former 
office cleaning services, services uh, uh, but they're a security company as well, won the contract from London Stadium 185, run by Linda uh, Lennon, who used to run the Royal Parks and the Pro Board. So she's a career civil servant. She used right? to run the Royal Parks and the Royal Parole. Parks and the Pro Board. And she's yeah. in charge of what now? She's in charge of the stadium operator, London. This is a subsidiary of, uh, of uh, Vinci Stadium, who, who's a French operator. So you could, you could question her credentials. So it is true, because I've spoken to a number of stewards, that West Ham stewards are being uh, identified as West Ham stewards, put in a separate area, briefed separately, and not being used to their full potential and experience. They're being put... We met a steward there guarding is the corporate car park. Uh, other ones have been guarding stairs, lifts, and stuff like there that. There is an ex-West Ham Upton Park steward, chief steward guy in our block, in yeah. our area. I've yeah. seen him. Mm. And I've seen ground. the guy from... Um, Steve from... Um, from Sir Trevor Brooking Lower, you know, the white coat that used to be, that I used mm. to talk to. Um, he's there as well. He's, he's in the upper tier um, match. But my understanding is, the fault of the stadium operator is, they don't really like the idea of West Ham fans being distracted, as they call it, watching the match. And that's, I understand, allegedly, all of that disclaimer, why they're putting them on other duties that are not match-facing. But that's... That's a mistake, in my opinion. Well, of course it is. Because the people... We've met a lot of the stewards. They're either youngsters. They don't know anything about football. As, as a lot of people said, these are people who steward cricket or concerts. So what's been reported, Sean, from this weekend? Well, stewards. People, yeah, people have been... Videoing So fights. other stewards have said that videoing, we've seen them, youngsters videoing. They're not supposed to do that, by the way. That's not an official videoing for evidence that is them videoing for their youtube or, or snapchat or whatever young people do um <laughs> and cheering what for goals allegedly as well or laughing at west ham fans losing that's what i've heard and, the and, laughing. and that's so what i can tell you about segregation this is purely updated tonight first of all proper segregation will be brought in so proper netting There'll be a larger segregation, as from the Accrington Stanley game. Um, right, okay, that, uh, that's what they're going to they're going to do. That they're at. bringing that in now. All right. So d can I just then say, yep. where's that been up to now? Well, well obviously uh, the stadium operator. Well, I can tell you why. Why? Well, right? sure. It's not sta the stadium operator is be is, is in conjunction with West Ham United. No, West Ham. No. Well, of course they are. No, they're not. All right. My understanding. Sources close to the club say. The club have been talking to the stadium operator till they're blue in the face, and I've got told, quote unquote, they are not listening. Well, they are not listening. I would say to our club yep. that our well-being as fans is their responsibility. Right. I, I, so I, I agree with you. For them to agree to a, a thin line of 18-year-old kids dividing a group of away fans, if these two games had not been Bournemouth and Watford, which we've seen fights at both. Yeah. We saw it at, at Bournemouth as well. Yeah, we have seen trouble already for both of those. Well, if, that, if that had been a Chelsea, or Spurs, or something, we wouldn't be here talking about. All right. A well, of I'm going to agree with you now, John. You're going to like this. Um, we don't have control of those things anymore. We gave up the rights to control security. We gave up the rights to they control stewarding. When they we gave up the rights to our stadium. We don't own it. We're just renting it for the day. It's a day rate, you know. We're renting it for the day, like a, a, a 
church hall, right? And we give the keys back at the end and say, it's up to you guys. Yeah, but if we, were, if, we, if we rented a, a venue for a party and yeah. there was a wall falling down yeah. and people were coming into our party that we didn't want in our party, yeah. we'd tell the owners of the building and they'd fix it. Well, that's what I think we are doing. We're saying, you need to fix this. Yeah, but if you're going into there and you know that's going to happen in the first place, you get it fixed before the trouble starts, Sean. Yeah, this and I think I'm, I'm, not, I'm not defending that board. There are a number of fundamental mistakes. They have made some big mistakes. Their first mistake has been migration. Yeah. The way they brought us across. Agreed. Their plus two policy. Agreed. Which has allowed people that aren't fans, a lot of people Can't that, that have got, got tickets. I used it to my full advantage, yeah. Yeah, but they, that's... I invited four people or, or six even. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's another thing they got completely wrong. Yeah. yeah? This this thing about what, like, there was trouble on Saturday, you've confirmed that. Well, yeah. I, we didn't see it. We didn't see because yeah. we were away from the other side. We didn't see fan on fan trouble, but you're saying there was. The migration policy is wrong. Now, we all know, right, in the Stratford, and we all saw it, there were nods and winks. In fact, I'm going to go back a little bit step, right? You know I was on the Supporters Advisory Board. Yeah. When we, I, I'm not going to name the directors, but there were nods and winks, right, in the SAB, in closed sessions, about singing areas, quote, unquote. Yeah. People said, we're going to look at the, the Arsenal experience and leave it for people to work out where the singing areas. We all knew what singing areas meant. No, singing we, areas we to create the atmosphere. It was made clear to us. Standing and at the the salesman who were no longer with the club, who was selling it. It was made clear to us at Stratford. Yeah. That we're, tra we're trying to bring you across yeah. from these areas because you're the ones who sing and do whatever, and that's essentially us at Trevor Booking Lower Chav Corner, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Bobby Moore Lower. They knew areas, we. They, they knew, knew we were going to stand, and they wanted to keep repeat. And so, for them now, for. This this moralistic point of view from people who who don't go to football or who've, who are now coming to football, saying that these people are you're totally in the wrong for standing. Well, I'll, I'll I'll sit down. That's fine. I'll sit down. But you can't make people that have done it for fifteen years standing up, being told that you're coming here to stand up well in that, that corner. That's part of the problem. So, so the, st the standing their migration issue, of yeah. where they've thrown in people that haven't got a clue what's going on with people that have been standing all these years. They've got people that have been standing all these years. They've thrown them into places where they, they shouldn't be standing. They, it's You shouldn't stand during football. That's fine. I, yes. I accept that. But there will be areas, historically, every club has got areas, essentially next to the away fans or whatever, that people stand through football. Yeah. Well, let me, the two things I want to tackle. First one is family stand. Without us, uh, it was a mistake not to have a family stand. In fact, the early... Uh, FAQ on the, on the West Ham website, the frequently asked questions. Asked a question, I'm sure it's still there. Will there be a family stand? Answer, yes. In fact, um, friend of the podcast, Nigel Khan, repeatedly asked questions to David Gold, to Karen Brady, where is the family stand? Where is the family, family stand? stand? The answer is it never came. And, and David's Gold is, well, it's the whole of the upper stand. Where um, the fighting is. Yeah. See, well, the, the fight, the main fight on Saturday was with the Watford end, with the yeah. Watford fans, and that was upstairs. Right. So they let me tell no you one, about no that. One, yeah, but no one stands up there. Right. The standings down in the corner where we are, opposite us, and then the people. But if you're if you're stood up, there was no area, one standing up in that area. But you know, all the people next to the away fans, they were all ballot winners. I was speaking to someone right on the line with his five-year-old 
child and they, he fed back. He said, it was really scary. He said, we won it in the ballot. He said, all those people there right next to the away fans were ballot winners. In other words, they were part of the 50,000 plus Claret members that paid 40 quid and the 2,000 tickets, they're, they're ballot members. They're not even season ticket holders up there. That is a ballot area of general tickets that, that people bought. Um, and, and so there might not even be season ticket holders that cause this trouble. And he, uh, he was one of the ones who said it was really scary. I bought two in the ballot and I ended up right next to the away fans. But you're not, I, 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 don't, I don't know for sure, but are people up there, there's not in fan fighting up there because people are trying to stand, is there? No, people aren't standing up there. So, I mean, it, where, where the block 127 is where the in fan But I understand it's not just standing. Some of the issue is swearing. You know, they've bought their children. They don't want people swearing. Well, then, then and they don't want people being shouting. Or shouting yeah, yeah but, but do you know what? You've got to remember yeah, but is that 26,000 people... George, that's the thing. Is it football now? Is it a football that we grew up with? 26,000 people. We've doubled the amount. 26,000 season ticket holders last year who knew how to be season ticket holders, although some of them came out of the woodwork in the last year because we only had, you know, 22 before that. And now we've got 52. So that means 26,000 new season ticket holders. Most of them have never been a season ticket holder before for West Ham. Because they can't have been, because we've never had 52,000. So it's a big commitment being a season ticket holder, and you, you need to know what to expect. And I don't think we manage expectations. You know, it's a nice family day out. Let's bring the children. We have some popcorn. We go on oh, the pedlows and everything. And I think some of well this no, is a realisation yeah, of, but of but people but coming, but you can't of what it will be like. But you can't drag the whole thing down to the lowest common denominator. You can't accept that there's really abusive language and fighting and things. That can't be acceptable. But you can you can control right, well it because these these issues aren't endemic to West Ham. These these issues are throughout well every football club in the land. Let's tackle standing now. All right, we we sh they should have known what standing is. They made a mistake, and I actually told the club, and I'm I'm openly pro standing. You know that. And I said in the, the right club, areas, Sean. Right in the right areas. So we know Trevor Brook, sorry, Bobby Moore lower, and blocks one one three and one one four, which is where Sir Trevor Brook in lower season tickets were, have, 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 have are now the unofficial standing areas. They put young families in there, or old people who couldn't stand. That was wrong. My understanding is, very we're not behind the scenes because yeah, we've run there. They are now relocating those and people. And how hard is that to do, really? Well, they I should mean, never should have started have off with that, the letter. Should they not have done that in the first place? Yes. Instead of threatening everyone well, with being expelled appear, or whatever. They wanted to appear um, that they were tackling it in front of the supporters of, uh, sorry, the safety advisory group. So LS SAG, London Stadium SAG, chaired by Noom Enforcement Officer Sheila Roberts, is the all-important safety advisory group but that sets our licence and sets our capacity. Did they not issue the licence at the Bowling? Yeah, she, by the way, she's been there 25 years. She's the same chairman we've had for years and years and years. So it's just... And, but, you know, I but here's Poacher Gamekeeper. Newham now own the stadium and issue the licence. So there's a bit of a conflict of interest there. But again, see, the standing issue... Is if, well, you, if you if you were standing all the time at football at the Bowling, and you're now in an area where no one is standing, you're wrong. You can't you can't just stand up because you think it's your right. But well you, sh you should try and get yourself moved or do something. Yeah. Would well you it. know what the SAG said? And the, and and I, I don't. I only mentioned this today on Clara and you. For actually, the SAG didn't just bring up the safety issue. The reason it was set at fifty-seven thousand the first two Premier League games 
was standing, persistent standing. The second one was fans drinking in view of the pitch, so people were taking their drinks to their seats. Well, and the third thing was they were worried about the away fan segregation not being tested. But do you know what? They were spot on <laughs> about that, weren't they? But and, the and what we should have done, if I'm honest with you, John, we should have started off at 54,000. We shouldn't be going for 60,000 or 66,000. Well, it seems to be the be-all end-all to the Well, to we the, should have started, boys. We should have started at 54,000 and been happy with it. Uh, and then slowly built up to 60,000, maybe next season. According to David yeah. Gold, you're the biggest club in London if you've got the biggest capacity. Well, that's untrue. It does make me know what's if you've got a shit football team. But let's go back to standing. Standing happens standing every... Standing is against the law and But wrong. I think they are going to have standing that. in these areas, including as, but there will be zero tolerance everywhere else, right? They're really going to stamp down on everywhere else, I think. No, and I accept that. And some may say they're paying lip service to looking at safe standing, but actually, uh, I've spoken to the, the MD of the Safe Standing Roadshow. They can make money. We can turn that into 70,000, by the way, because they take up less space and put more people in. So it'd be even a bigger club in London. I can't see him doing it. I can't. Again, I can't see the the the, the club. Well, the club aren't going to officially say that they're taking a lenient view of no, standing in our, our end. But of the like Crystal Palace call it singing areas. There's ways around it. The every club, the every Premier League club are Premier taking League. a softer approach. After it was proved, let's remember why we've got this. The Taylor report after Hillsborough banned standing. It banned drinking in front of the pitch, in view of the pitch, and it brought in better away segregation, right? So well actually, we've moved on most of these things. Maybe the away segregation is still an important one. But drinking in, in view of the pitch, does it really matter whether you drink behind the pitch or in front of the pitch? And does it yeah. really matter? We've moved on. It's been proved. Well, the problem was police mismanagement at Hillsborough. It was a lack of control, and it was a bad, des bad design of of Hillsborough well, Stadium itself. So we've moved on, and I think there's a more open approach by the Premier League and the FA. Politicians are still wary of it, safe standing, because they don't want to upset the I Liverpool. Can't see him, I can't see him bringing it in anywhere. Anyway, that's way, what a wave. But I think the way the, the media attention, actually, and, and been led by some famous blogs and things, have been fundamentally putting the whole thing down to people standing. And this is not... Yeah. It is it's part not. of it. It is part of it. Yeah. Of should the discourse and the problem. Should we... But it's not the main issue. The main issue no. is the poor running of the stadium. Yeah, the stewarding is poor. The management is poor. And things need to change. And we've been told tonight... I, I just got a text just before I came on air that you the West... You want to wrap this bit up, George? West well, Ham... I'm just thinking we have been talking about it for like 15 minutes. West Ham... Really got to an hour. ...are bringing in... We're an hour long. Uh, police. two minutes. Police are coming in uh, at the next matches. They will be inside the stadium, outside the stadium. They are going to bolster up the the, the, um, well, the stewards and, and things are going to change. Can I my last thing I want to say about Go all on. of it is that well not only is it segregation inside, outside the stadium, it's like an, it's like an external concourse. We're surrounded by uh, canals, right. parklands. And, and that is why lands, police will be outside bridges, the stadium, by the way. And I'll, t I'll so tell the you... We're gonna. There's gonna be a major off out, and there. that's why police will be outside the stadium, John, as well as inside. Well, I think they should look at. I think they should look at locating the away fans in a different area, 
and take them like they do at Millwall and places like that and take them out a completely different Well, route. I've been told, I'm sure there is going to be escorts out for the way down. I've been told it's not about the money anymore. It's about the safety. They hate families saying, like you did, to, to or Gary did, uh, I don't think it's safe to bring our children anymore. Your own wife tweeted, David Gold, did she not? And <laughs> said, I'm going to write a letter, or said, I'm writing a letter to Karen Brady about... Um, but she don't. But but saying that, the last thing I'm going to say about it, it's still wrong that someone spat in Karen Brady's face absolutely. at the game. That absolutely. is very wrong. Um, I didn't know that happened. Did that happen? Yeah, she's someone spat, a fan That's spat That's an absolute in disgrace. And, yeah. and for a fan to be able to get there, it shows you how shit the was. She was standing up, though. <laughs> she was standing up. <laughs> but but uh, guess no, what? It's persistent standing I think she's allowed to stand up sometimes. No, it's a, that's anyway. wrong. That's, that's completely yeah. wrong. Have but you got anything to add on this subject? No, not at all. I mean, my opinion is I don't want to sit down. Um, but you would do, wouldn't you? If I if would you do. Were if the I was only one wanting to, to stand yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like we said, we were asked to sit down on Saturday. And we said, yeah, we'll sit down if everyone else sits down. Because if I sit down, I'll not be able to see anything. And she said, oh, I'll start at the front then, shall I? And I went, yeah, go on then. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> So it's just—that's my my opinion on it. I mean, the, the segregation is an issue. It's, it's very poorly done upstairs, and downstairs isn't so much of an issue. Although, someone I was speaking to who sits the other side of the away fans in the upper tier said at half time he saw some Watford fans attack West Ham fans in that little party party but in the party. Yeah, I mean, I, I I saw footage. So, so that's stuff uh, that in, that's in the lower tier. Watford fans throwing empty beer bottles at so West Ham fans that, and stuff. That, like that party deck area, that deck under yeah. the thing, the, the location of the away fans is a joke. Yeah. You know, why can't why we've got a stadium now that they can do at Newcastle? Put three lines of them up at the top in the gods. Anyway, you're right. We need to move on because we I know do. we've probably we're got coming quite to a few. nearly. 60 minutes now. And we've, we've got... Well, we haven't been in the studio, so we're making up. West Ham United Supporters Trust, very quickly, Sean, you are yeah. you are looking at... I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to create a steering group, and I, I've, I've got a number of prominent people in the West Ham to try and say West Ham need a, um, an independent voice. Um, you know, I was on the SAB in various different guises. I've been disillusioned with it. West Ham, I spoke to them today. They're trying to reform um, the SAB, and I've said... I just think West Ham, the SAB has lost all credibility. It's been seen as a secret society, a bunch of yes men. Um, a few, two years ago, I tried to form, and I, I was joint chair of the West Ham United Independent Support Association. Um, but a lot of the people on the committee uh, were seen as they had a gender because they didn't want to move. And, and I was probably a lone voice in that committee. Uh, and I just thought that even though that committee still exists, it never really launched properly. And, and it's probably tarnished with, with a particular view of, of a particular gender. My view is um, I'm putting a group of people together to launch a West Ham United Supporters Trust that is truly independent. I'm, I'm not looking to chair it or sit, even sit on the committee. I just want to try and get it off the ground. I'm looking for at least 1,000 members, free of charge for the first year at least, and maybe always, £5 for four members, and saying, let's get an independent view. When we get the members, they set the agenda, they vote for the um, committee. Uh, and, and I've already spoken to the club about working with a trust, which, which they're open to. And I really do think now's the time that these kind of issues, we need a trust. By the way, we're one of the only Premier League's clubs without a supporters trust. And, and I think it's time that a big club like us, with big ambitions, has a trust to, to be our voice. And um, 
Uh, I will promote it. Well, we're, we're trying to get the website and running so people can join. And when we do it, we'll be mentioned again on this podcast and, and Claret and you and West Ham till I die and everywhere else to say, let's get, let's get an independent voice for West Ham to, to stand up for ourselves. Uh, oh, commercial over. John? Uh, Will oh you be joining, John? <laughs> Will, it, could you be thought. our car, chief carpenter? I'll give it some thought. It's I'll time. Your desk. It's time for this. It's Facebook, Twitter question time. It's back for season six. And today, Sean, you put on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash morning podcast. We are back in a couple of hours to record our first episode in the studio this season to talk all things West Ham and London Stadium. Anything on your mind, folks? Was there anything on anyone's minds? We've got plenty of comments. Chris Miles says, let's try a bit of positivity. What's your favourite thing about the new stadium? What have been the upsides oh for each of you? This is... Go on, start with John. Uh, my view is far better than I expected it to be. Me too. That would be my upside. That is definitely my upside. Sean? Um, Breeze, beer, popcorn, <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. I like the... I, I actually like the the kind of Wembley day out feel. I just I just feel that it's a, a, a better match day experience. Uh, Apart from the problems we've talked about tonight, is a better match day experience. It, I would say you can't say it is. You must be say it possibly could be. Right, right possibly could be. I, I, I still don't know. And when it feels like Wembley walking down to it, uh, I tell you, my favourite bit, uh, and I think they're really cool that they do it, and no other Premier League does it. They open the doors for the smokers and for people to drink and eat outside the stadium at half time. I think that's excellent. Do they do that everywhere on this on, on it? Yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you get back in then? So well, this is the problem. I shouldn't tell you about this because <laughs> apparently people have been turning up at half-time and sneaking yeah, back in. Yeah. Well, that, well they might stop it because that's exactly the problem. People turn up half-time. Nigel, Nigel Khan replied to Chris and said, sorry, Chris, Chris, that's a... <laughs> I'm proving his point here. Sorry, Chris, that's a question for stop hammer time. They're far more intelligent than on here. Ooh. Catty from Nigel. Is Stop Hammer Time still going? I don't know. Josh Wilkinson says, do you think the hostility in the stadium is affecting what's happening on the pitch? How would you solve the current issues in the stadium? Well, we've 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 talked talked about about that that tonight. In some uh, length, uh, I believe. But but I also don't think it is affecting. I don't think it is affecting either. Nigel Khan says, whilst the club keep on claiming that it's nasty fans standing up, holding back the increasing capacity, the fans will be at loggerheads against each other instead of uniting and forcing those that run the club to engage properly with the fans. Yeah, I, I, I tell I you what, I, that, I, I, said, I said to Hugh uh, a few weeks ago that this had the potential to turn as big as a bond scheme, and he laughed at me and said, no, Sean. Today, when we spoke earlier, he said, you might be right, This, this, this is polarising and, and dividing fans and that this could turn into the, the Bulls bond scheme yeah. if they're not careful. Gary Prince says, I asked the attached question to the club a year ago. Can you please read it out? Do you think the answer is accurate? So his question was, I currently sit in the family area. Will I be able to move to a family area in the new stadium? 
The club are committed to offering every season ticket holder a comparable seat to the one they occupy in the final season. To that end, anyone seated in the family area at the bowling ground will be offered a comparable seat at the new stadium. That's a, a very much a PR answer. Yeah, that is very non-committal. Paul Sanders says a couple of ideas. Why don't the club organise a season ticket swap so fans who want to swap, who can who want to sit, can swap with fans who want to stand? Well, there was an unofficial one. There's that an was unofficial made of that. one that does this, but my understanding is, uh, unofficially, the club are looking at this. If you say I want to swap, I don't think with someone you found it's someone not else. Beyond the realms of man, Well, the pro- the problem is with fifty-two thousand season tickets. There's not a lot of way to relocate people, so swaps a really good idea. Yeah. If you can find someone you want to swap with, I, I think if you found two people you could swap, they would swap them. Yeah. They wouldn't. I don't is, think they would is argue the, that. Is the one the unofficial one? Is that still going? Or has it been shut down? It was. It was shut down to begin with, and then it was up. I haven't looked lately, but. Um, I think if if you approach the the ticket office and said we want to swap with these people, I can't see them really arguing that point. No. He's got a few questions, Paul Sanders. He says, "Is popcorn an acceptable part of football?" For some, I, I yeah, the popcorn issue. You know, when it's come yeah. on, we've got more <laughs> we've got yeah, more things like to worry it's about. It's than really, popcorn. you know, some people will like it. Some people. He hate says, it. "If Oxford's I'm just too old." If o- if Oxford's worth fifteen million and Ogbon is wanted by Chelsea, why do we start with Reed, who, in my opinion, is off form and Ginge, who's prone so to the, a yeah, I don't know. The, the answer is Ogbonna wasn't wanted by Chelsea, and and Reece Oxford's not worth fifteen million. Reece Oxford, I'm told by the way, is unlikely to sign a new contract and will leave next year when his contract comes up, and uh, all we get is compensation set by the tribunal. But there you go. That's that's what happens. As, um, as an aside, Reese Burke was in the team with the team of the week. week. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. But Reese Burke has signed a new contract. Reese Oxford, I'm told, allegedly, I'm going to say, uh, has had his head turned by his agent and his mum that that his future's outside of West Ham. And I guess there's not a lot you can do about that, is there? If if um, if they want to leave, they want to leave. He he won't sign a new contract at the moment. So there you go. Uh, why does it take so long for us to get out of the ground when it was sold to us as having a world-class transport system? There's nothing wrong with it, Sean, is there? You've got to know the secret way, which we won't mention on the podcast, but there are no, ways. Sure, it should take no, no longer than 20 minutes to get... That's a genuine question there, because yeah. it was sold to us. The transport links, this, this and that. There and are the transport links. So best in the so world. W- so don't, if you follow the stop-and-go boards, yes. But do you know what? It's a, free w- it's a free country, and you're allowed to find your own route, as we did, by the way after a few games. So there are ways. Don't look at me strangely. There are different ways out if you don't follow <laughs> Don't look at me strangely. I'll, I'll tell you, some of those areas are out of the back there. When you go walk we did climb over hills and grass yeah. to get there on the first no, Nearly yeah. fall in the canal. Yeah, yeah, some true. of those places, they're, they're, they're like little rabbit runs. They're going to yeah. be a, a hooligan's playground. Yeah, mate, true. All right. uh, have you tried the West Ham Bitter? Don't. He says, oh, "No, I haven't yet, but I was." Why so many it. women's lose well, and so few for geezers? Well, that's an easy one to answer. Do that you know what the answer? Because it was built for the Olympics. It was built, it was for, built the for the Olympics, but it's a multi-stadium, uh, and therefore, you know, when you go to um, athletics and um, rugby, you know, there's there's a more of a gender uh, split fifty-fifty rather than the predominantly 
male at, uh, at football. So that's why. Thousand toilets, by the way. Rob Absalom says, I'm planning on taking my six-year-old lad to his first West Ham game when we play Middlesbrough. From all the reports recently, I'm genuinely worried about his safety in the ground and may reconsider attending. He and many other children will be the future of West Ham and a bad experience may end the journey before it's begun. Why no family enclosure? The club had years to plan for this. Look, I'm going to say, from my, I wasn't there on Saturday, but I'm going to say, if you pick your route well and you pick where you sit in the ground, there's no reason to feel frightened and I think you can probably still have an enjoyable experience. Don't sit by the way, fans. We probably can't now, can he? What? If, he, if, if he's not a season ticket holder yeah. and he's in the ballot, you don't get to choose where you sit. Yeah, they give you a seat. Well, he can, he can, right, so the, I can tell you now, tens of thousands of tickets available for Akron and Stanley. Well, he's going to against Borough, you said. Oh, Borough. Well, he'd be lucky to get a, a, a ballot seat in, in the first well, place. Well, he's saying he's got one. Oh, he's got one, sorry. Well, I don't know, he may be a season ticket holder, but regardless, what I'm saying is... Well, I, I think it's going to be, we've already talked about, the police are going to be there, there's going to be better segregation. I think they're going to learn their lessons from, from Saturday, if I'm honest with you. This won't be repeated. We're going to have police everywhere. Ed Hawthorne says, if we don't qualify for Europe this year, will we keep Pyatt? Yes. Yeah, I yeah, think I so, because so, oh. of his age. Yeah. Lewis Aaron Trout says, I've had a few rants about Saturday. My main one is, I want the owners gone from this club. Oh, my God. One is more <laughs> worried about promoting £5 and £10 tickets. One gives the opposition motivation with brainless tweets, and the other one is a hypocrite who stands during a game. We are a laughing stock in an embarrassment, and that's before Saturday's result. Just a point of clarification, um, Karen Brady is not an owner. Uh, she's not a shareholder. <laughs> uh, and she only probably stood up to talk to someone else and it's persistent standing. Um, you know my views. I think the two Daves have actually put their life savings into this club and been the oh. one of the best things for this club in a long time. Oh. Um, and I think they've been better than the Icelandics. They've been better than Brown. They've been better than um, <coughs> the previous... Who, who were they? The Cairns. The Cairns. Um, um, so, you know, I think be careful what you wish for. Gary Prince says, the most successful stadium migration ever. Do you agree with this statement? <laughs> um, it could have been better. I'm afraid they've messed up some major things. Jack Rush says, Dagenham Daves are ruining it for everyone because they missed the bowling. That's a statement from Jack. Well, well, you know, everyone's going to miss the bowling, definitely. Dagenham Daves. But do you know what? I'm going to say, right, and this is not going to be popular, but we do have some Luddite supporters who don't always know how to act. You know, they're... Oh, they're but again, so and, and every, you've got every, every, every club. football club yeah, has I agree. that. So it, you've got to keep Dagenham Daves together in a place, right? Whether it's in the new Chav corner where we are, right, and put all the Dagenham Daves there, or it's in Bobby Moore Lower... You've got to keep them away from the general public and, and the people who come <laughs> day out. Oh you do. It's a segregate, right? Right, caveman, you stay there. But you know, there are there is that we know a lot of people that have got a very strange mentality. And when they've had too many beers, they like a fight, right? Uh, and Palumi Ogunlana says, should we have looked at cover for centre back in this past window? We should should we rotate Kuyate in the position, have Nordvike or Obiang play the CDM role? I, I, I don't play think Oxford. so. No, I would, I would, I would have probably kept Burton and Oxford cover. in the squad. Yeah, yeah. Oxford's still there for now. Yeah. Uh, and he says he thinks it should be number one Zaza, number two Fletcher, and number three Kaleri in terms of striker. I agree with that. Not Andy Carroll. 
I think you're talking about fit strikers. Oh, right, okay. I hope. I think Sasa's going to need a few games. What's happened to Sacco? Where's Sacco coming back? Sacco um, is supposed to be fit mid-September, so so he should be. Well, mid-September know. now. Well, apparently he was targeting West Brom to come back to be fit, by the way, because he wanted to prove. His whole thing was he wanted to prove West Brom wrong. Um, it would be interesting to see if he's on the bench for, for West Brom. I'm not saying he'll get a game. So it would be interesting if he was, scoring. Um, he was on the bench. That's it for Facebook to the question time. Well, that's for, for Facebook question time. Talk amongst yourselves whilst I just quickly check. Are you going to West Brom for the Hawthorns on, on Saturday, John? Oh, no, I'm not. Are you? Oh. No. Are you going to Akron and Stanley? No, I'm not. Are you? Well, I thought about it. I thought maybe I would. I don't actually. know if there's any tickets left, is there? <laughs> yeah, there's tens of thousands of tickets left. Um, I, d- I, g- I genuinely. For 15 quid, I could earn a point. In fact, for 10 quid, look at this. You could buy a 10 quid ticket and earn a point. I couldn't g- you? It genuinely concerns me what's playing out here. And I do, th- what c- and they, I do think they should stop worrying about this 66,000 and 60 whatever thousand. Mm. They should concentrate on what they've got now, make it work, make it safe. Because if they don't, next season they're going to have a slow or a low uptake again. Yeah. And we could have an half-empty stadium. Yeah, I agree. Get the basics right. No more questions. So all that's left is predictions for the West Brom game. I'm going to go for Brom a 2-1 win. Do you? How, yeah. how have West Brom done this season? Pretty much they do. Who did they bring in? Did Barry Eno go? No, they still got him. But they, does that affect your prediction? Tom? It does, yeah. yeah. I think they've got some new ownership coming in or something, and Pulis might be on his okay. way soon. So. I will go... It's not a West Brom podcast, though, did <laughs> I will go for a 2-1 loss. Blimey, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. I think I think we'll win. I think Billich is going to get them right up for it. I think they'll want football to be doing the talking for the club rather than the rubbish well, that's, that's going it, on at the it, moment. You know, and well, I also think... It's in a proper football stadium as well. Yeah, I was genuinely about to say that. It's, it's in a, an environment they'll be used to and the fans going will be the passionate, everyone wants to win together all type they, fans. All them, they'll all be able to stand up because they're the and away they'll fans. And there'll be no fight. And all the fans next to him from West Brom will be standing up. We went to West Brom last season. They did, Sean. Good memory, yeah. Or was yeah. it just you and I? No, he came. Did, did yeah, it was my, my northern away trip, wasn't it? Oh, was, yeah. Northern away trip to Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it for Monitor's podcast. podcast. The first studio episode of the year. I've been George. Sean has been... Sam Allardyce. John has been... Happy. Happy, John. <laughs> I'm not, I am don't want to talk about the stadium anymore after this one. Yeah. Okay. We, we just pretend. Talking of bowling ground, very quickly, did you see the state of the memorial I don't, I don't want to... Uh, there's so you many You can talk things. about the memorial ground. <laughs> there are ground. so many It was things. an important... State they have um, got they left have to rot. Got so many things they could have done. It's so much better. We you should know, put you on the board, John. I think you'd be good. I I I'm old and I'm traditionalist and I didn't want to move, but I accept we've moved and we're going to move and we've done it and my views all right. There's so many things they could have made it so it was better and not such a still painful experience. Yeah. Thanks for listening. There you Thank you very much for listening. It's been a long one, but we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Come on, you irons. Come on, Come you, on, you irons. irons. You rip-roaring irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 